welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast, and I'm your host, Roger Lowther. This episode, I am honored to introduce you to some of the people I met at the GCAM conference in Fort Worth, Texas, the Global Consultation on Arts and Music in Missions. It took place September 11 to 14, 2023 at the Southwestern Baptist University. Now this conference doesn't happen very often, only once every few years. Some of the other ones I've been able to go to were Nairobi, Kenya and Chiang Mai, Thailand. It really is the largest gathering of missionary artists in the world. And in this gathering, you get to meet artists who are missionaries throughout all the media. You know, dancers, videographers, visual artists, musicians, and so many others serving around the world to build the Church of Christ specifically through the arts. The attendees really do come from all over the world, as you're about to see. So I decided to take my microphone on a little walk during lunchtime and just kind of moseyed on through the lunch tables and see who was willing to speak with me. And I, I hope this interaction gives you just a little picture of the type of people who come to this conference. Well, hello. I am I'm Luke Firmage. Uh, I am an independent film and video editor and digital comms officer. And I'm here as part of Endeavor 831 and Arts and Justice Collective um, here at GCAM. And where are you from? I'm from the UK. I was born in Birmingham, which is slap bang in the middle of the UK. And I currently live and work in Wales. Awesome. Great to meet you. Thank you. And who are you? I'm Gail Craven. I'm from Duncanville, Texas, and I currently live in DeSoto, Texas, which are both cities south of Dallas. Um, I'm a student at Dallas International University, and I've come to the conference for a class to learn about uh, GCOM and all the work that everyone's doing around the world. And are you an undergrad or a grad student? I'm an undergrad. I'm uh, working on my BA in international service with a minor in world arts. Awesome. And what do you hope to do after this? I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm okay. still figuring that out, but I do definitely want to pursue uh, visual arts, and I'm also very interested in film and music, so wherever God takes me, I guess. Very cool. Well, it's great to meet you. Thank you. It's nice to meet you, too. Well, it's good to meet you. So, who are you? Hi, I'm Karen, and I'm from England. Oh, and what do you do in England? Well, so I don't work in England. I work in Kenya. I work in the juvenile justice system. So we help children to know about Jesus um, and learn how that they can get healed from their trauma that has caused them to commit serious crimes. Wow. And um, is arts related to this? Yeah. So I would say that I am not a creative person, but I facilitate very creative people. I work in a context where the youth write their own songs uh, in the dead of night when they can't sleep. And they uh, draw pictures of things that they can't put words to. So I facilitate that. And through their healing process, the art is crucial and it forms how they heal and it also is a, it's an outlet but also a beautiful creation in itself. That's cool. Yeah, definitely the arts has power to heal. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Thank Good you. Good to meet you. And who are you? Well, I am an ethnodoxologist who's been working in Central Africa for about three decades now. Wow. I was I'm considered a charter member of GCAM was here in 2003, been able to come to each one except the one held in Singapore, which I couldn't get out of Africa to get to that one. Huh. And what do you do through the arts? Well, I'm actually involved in theological education, um, 
introducing the arts and encouraging future pastors to understand how important the arts are in ministry. I'm also working with Arts and Trauma Healing, where people are given the ability to express the pain they have in their hearts mm -hmm. through movement and drama and song and dance and, and all of that. That's so, amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. And so who are you? Yes, I am Eber Negrão. I am from Brazil, involved in ethno arts ministry since uh, 2006 when I first attended the, to the second GCAM. I am uh, ethno arts coordinator at Além in Brazil, Wycliffe organization there. And currently I am taking my PhD studies at Dallas International University in World Arts. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, and who are you? I am Juan Arvelo. I'm uh, coming from Spain, although I'm Venezuelan. So I've been living in Spain for the last 13 years, working with uh, WEC International. Mm -hmm. I'm on the Basque uh, group of Northern Spain. Great. And what do you do there? Uh, basically working with arts, trying to use arts for ministry locally, uh, also globally, because I'm WEC arts consultant also. So my, my vision is to get them excited about the arts in ministry. That's awesome. It's great to meet you. Likewise. Blessings. Yeah, and who are you? Hi, my name is Pam Wilson. And where do you live? What do you do? We, My husband and I live in Krefeld, uh, Germany, which is an hour north of Dusseldorf. And we work with Taco International that creatively proclaims the gospel to Muslims. Wow, and how? what kind of art forms do you use to do that? We use every art form. Our logo is a kaleidoscope, because if you've ever noticed when you look through a kaleidoscope, you change it just a little bit and the picture completely changes. You, we add new people to our team, take one away, and the picture completely changes. So God is able to give us creative things to do with whoever we have at the time. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. It was so cool getting to meet all these people from all over the world. This networking is one of the best parts of the conference. And I'm really looking forward to introducing many, many more to you in the next two podcasts as well. But I want to stop there for now to share with you a longer conversation I had with Dr. Julissa Rowe. She's an actress and director serving in Nairobi, Kenya. She's also the Kenya Director for Artists and Christian Testimony International, a missions organization for artists. I had the privilege of getting to know Julissa during the GCAM conference she led there in 2018. Man, she really did a great job pulling together that conference. I'm going to remember those experiences for the rest of my life. Just the concerts, the, there was a huge visual arts exhibit um, throughout the whole complex we were in. Uh, the dances, the talks from people in Kenya and around the world. And um, I've stayed in touch with her ever since. You know, as an actress, she really draws you in. I remember thinking at one point during one of the dramas, I'm like, is this person okay? Like, do we need to go help her or <laughs> something? And then and then you talk to her afterwards. She's like, oh, she's actually a normal person. Like, you can have a conversation with her. <laughs> and um, anyway, it's just one more way you can see how gifted she is at communicating through drama, and especially the way she cares and trains others. Anyway, without further ado, here is our conversation. 
So I'm sitting here with Julissa Rowe at the GCAM conference in Fort Worth, Texas, and I wanted to introduce you all to her. So Julissa, thank you so much for being willing to be interviewed for this podcast. Absolutely, my pleasure. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you? Right. Um, well, as you said, my name is Julissa Rowe, and currently I am living and working in Nairobi, Kenya. I am an ethnodramatologist, um, I could say that I am the world's foremost Christian ethnodramatologist because I'm probably the only one. <laughs> yeah, so ethnodramatologist, um, what is that exactly? Yes, well, um, I'm sure many people have heard of ethnomusicology, which is the study of music of different cultures. Ethnodramatology is, in that sense, just what it sounds. It is the study of the drama forms of different cultures. And my particular interest is how to use those drama forms to communicate the gospel of Christ. Wow. So is there only one kind of form in Kenya? Like, What does that look like <laughs> in your context? Yeah, well, the statement that has been made about music is that music is the universal language. And ethnomusicologists come along and say, no, 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 no. Music is a language. Uh, music is universal, but there are many different kinds. The same is, uh, can be said of drama. People think drama, they think of the Western Aristotelian style of drama, where you've got mm -hmm. performers acting out a story on stage in a realistic way and an audience watching and applauding at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but as um, I discovered in my research, I, you don't even have to you know, be a research person to observe and see the differences. There are many different styles of drama, even within a an apparently homogenous society. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure that there are many truly homogenous societies anymore. <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many different cultures living together, um, and. Uh, because the arts are a reflection of our worldview and our mm. cultural values, mm -hmm. they are naturally going to appear different according uh, to those cultures. So when you get into Kenya, for example, mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the dramas, the theater being done in the city, um, even in the villages, yes, there is a strong resemblance to uh, Western-style drama, but when you scratch a little deeper, you realize, no, it's not quite the same. Uh, the What they value in it is a little bit different, perhaps a more melodramatic style of acting, um, more community involvement, uh, give and take, improvisation, doing things off the cuff. Mm. Um, but then that is just what we think of as spoken drama. But then you look at the other art forms, um, and there's dance, and they are actually doing drama through dance, uh, dance drama forms. Their music are stories. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, as a dramatist, I view all of that under the umbrella of drama. So we have all those different uh, styles uh, within Kenya. Mm -hmm. Let me get back to the basics of mm -hmm. just this idea of using drama or working through drama, I guess, to tell a story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know in my experience, I've been, I've had exposure to amazing live acting that has really changed me. I, I think that it is the most powerful art form. I and mean, when you're next to an actor and you're seeing their sweat, you're seeing their heart racing, mm -hmm. you just naturally get caught up in it. You can't help it. When you yeah. see it through film, through screen, it, there's, there's some kind of separation that ends up happening there 
it's just, I want more and more people to be exposed to live theater. And I think, uh, I think we're lacking in that though, in, in American culture as well, but uh, certainly in Japan. Mm-hmm. Like how do we, this powerful art form, Mm-hmm. How do you bring it to more people? What What are the challenges here? Yeah, well, I'm not going to argue with you. I do <laughs> also believe it is the strongest, most powerful art form. That's why I'm in it. It does speak to me and draw me. Um, that I, I think uh, more and more research is showing that when people connect emotionally with something, they understand it on a deeper level. Um, and there is that intangible energy that passes between um actor, performer, and audience, Mm. um, that is what draws us in. And that doesn't happen in film. It's a a dead medium, they say, because of that. And they have to add in that energy through music and Mm. lights and, you know, effects and angles and everything um, and try and replicate that. I guess it's a little bit like AI versus a human person Mm. writing something. It's like, yeah, you can go through the motions, but you're going to lack the soul. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like with the music, it really makes a big difference in a movie to have that mm-hmm. that music. But with live theater, you don't need that. And exactly. you can still have that same effect even more powerfully. Yeah, you can have one person on stage with no costume, no lights, just um, emoting the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've forgotten what the question was. <laughs> just <laughs> the challenges then, if it's such a powerful art form, mm. then why aren't more people being exposed to it? Why isn't it being used more in missions? That is an excellent question. I have spent the last 35 plus years doing it in church and in mission and trying to uh, teach and encourage uh, pastors and missionaries to use it more particularly in teaching. It's a powerful way to disciple and teach. And when people see it, they agree. But I I think partly we are up against hundreds of years of tradition, um, tradition, uh, (laughs) that is is hard to overcome. Say, well, but this is how we do church. We have um, singing, a singing set, we have announcements, we have a sermon. And that sermon is so deeply embedded in people's understanding of what church is that it's hard to go against it. And it mm-hmm. takes a special leader, a special pastor whose mind is open to the possibilities of the arts to um, give space to it if we are in that traditional church setting. Um, we have to have the permission of the leaders to mm. do it, mm-hmm. to incorporate it um, for anything beyond music. Um, and that's hard to find them. So I think we have to kind of start at the beginning. And I think that's what this conference is all about, like-minded people coming together um, and realizing that we don't have to do it the expected traditional way, but how can we do it differently? How can we let art speak for itself and learn theology through the arts because a lot of artists are not administrators Mm -hmm. Um, they are not the traditional leaders in that sense of setting things up of guiding a church they just want to worship god through their arts Um, and then i think the other thing is that it takes a lot of resource and time and energy unless you're going to improvise everything on the spur of the moment in Mm -hmm. drama um, for it to be the most powerful and impactful, you have to spend time with it. Right. You have to have 
um, a group of people that will spend time and help develop it. You've got to develop a script that is biblically sound, um, artistically excellent, culturally relevant. Uh, you have to practice it. Um, and that takes time. You right. can't just, you know, one person can do a sermon in a few days and then get up and preach it. So it's a whole team of people. And then if you want to go more elaborate mm-hmm. with it, you've got the cost of it. You know, if you've got lights and costumes and props and sets. And, uh, yeah, it's very resource-heavy in that regard. Um, but even if you want to go simple, it takes a lot of demand on the Yeah, I hear about the challenges creative. of the practice. I once heard in a, a acting workshop there was a... A guy, they told the story about how, oh, that's amazing. Like, I want to be able to, to be able to do that. He's like, oh, you can. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, how do I do it? Well, you have to get up and you have to practice your lines every day, memorize them, practice saying them for a month, every time, a you know, hundred times or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Many, many times. He's like, well, if I did that, of course I could do it. He's like, okay, well, that, that's what I did. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I hear that about the piano too. It's like, oh, I wish I could play the piano like that. It's like, well, <laughs> practice, can. practice, practice. You know? yeah. And so people don't seem to realize that mm-hmm. aspect of it and thinking, oh, they're just like doing yeah. it. God just dropped them on the earth like this and they just get up and, and go, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, but I want to ask you now, so what are the challenges, though, of getting, of recruiting actors into missions? Because mm-hmm. one way I've been describing it to my college students, they'll say it's almost like having a patron of the arts, mm-hmm. the way it used to be. Yeah, You have this salary mm-hmm. and then you don't have to then choose which jobs you're going to do based upon how much it pays you, but what is strategic for mm-hmm. kingdom growth. Yeah. Um, of course, you have to raise that money, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> it seems to me like it's the ideal for an artist to say, yes, the yeah. church is supporting me to use this ability that I've been given and to work on that. So mm-hmm. where is the, the disconnect, though? Why is it so hard to recruit artists? Actors especially. Yeah. Um, I think the finances is a big one. And um, I think you've really hit the nail on the head with that. Um, Yes, the ideal is to be fully supported or sponsored just to be able to release into, okay, what is the most strategic? What is the best way to do this? Our time is just devoted to this. I think any actor would love that. Um, Where it becomes a, a difficulty is if you have to then go out and raise your own support. Mm -hmm. And I could speak from personal experience. Um, I grew up on the mission field. I understand the whole faith missions network, but I'm not a good support raiser. Um, And so I have to spend a lot of time trying to find the funding, trying to make ends meet. And a lot of artists don't want to do that. They just want to do their art. They don't want to be a publicity person, a social media, a producer, a marketer, a an administrator. Um, <laughs> well, and, when you put it that way, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, and and that's another aspect about the arts is that it involves a lot of behind the scenes people that aren't doing the art, but that make the art happen. So, I think that's one of the. Um, uh, reasons that perhaps we don't get a lot of artists in missions. Um, They don't want to engage in that aspect of it. Um, Mm. Even using local artists, that's the challenge that I have. It can be perhaps easier with ministry-minded artists who say, okay, I've got time outside of my job to do this. But if they're saying, I want to do this full time, 
I need to put food on the table for my, my wife, my, my husband, my children. How do we do that? Then we get into the whole business of the arts, right. selling tickets, we've, you know, and how do we do that? And, and then we're back into the cycle of mm-hmm. producing and fundraising. So I think that is one very big detriment. The other is just the lack of understanding and appreciate, appreciation for the arts. I think particularly, um, I would say in the West, particularly in America, where we have a very strong Puritan heritage that disavowed the arts in the church, you know, when Oliver Cromwell went and smashed all the windows and all the art and all the iconography, we have Mm -hmm. a deep suspicion of iconography and idolatry and equate representing people on stage or through art as uh, iconography or idolatry. Um, I think there's that deep suspicion of it in the evangelical church, at least. Well, certainly in Japan. Yes. I mean, they are purposely trying to stay as sparse as possible so that nothing distracts from mm-hmm. the Word of God. Yeah. And I think that is such a shame. I, while I understand that and respect that, when you look deeply into Scripture, you see that it is rife with mm-hmm. stories, with performance, with creation, with right. beauty. And we lose out on the depth and the richness of our faith as expressed in these artistic ways um, as um, a pale imitation of the creator God uh, when we try and say, no, nothing of that. Mm -hmm. So that is an ideological, philosophical, theological barrier to overcome. And, and then, you know, and that's just within the church. Then <laughs> right. you've got missions. And, right. you know, I think then it's back to finance. And it's like, well, how do I do that? And we want to take what we know as our own art to other cultures. And then we're getting into the whole ethno arts thing about, well, how can we now take this love of drama and do it appropriately in the culture I'm going to in Mali or mm-hmm. uh, wherever it might be? Yeah, it's my hope that as I travel around and tell stories of how the arts are being used mm-hmm. for kingdom building, for planting churches, that more and more people are then willing to give to and support these young artists to go off into the, the field. I think that's a really is a huge problem across all media mm-hmm. is getting more and more artists into the mission field because if we do, mm-hmm. it just I can't even begin to imagine what that'll look like as we see through the art forms of each culture mm-hmm. as raising up those young artists in the nations, you know, mm-hmm. not just American missionaries right, right. to express the gospel in their own context. I think it'll be a really powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for your time. Thanks, Roger. Yep. Appreciate it. Appreciate your work. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to the Art Life Faith Podcast. As we close, I'd like to share with you a short soundbite from Izzy Bongo, one of the featured worship bands at the conference. Thank you for listening. As we say in Japan, Ja Matane, see you next time.